On a city train Headed down the line The faces of the strangers Show the passing of the time History's hanging As a picture in a frame Everywhere we go We are the child of where we came Alright, hello and welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I am Steve Scotch, and my best friend in the world sitting beside me, that's the lovely and talented cat. Threw in pennies in the wishing well, and I forgot to spell cat. C-A-T. Cat, what's happening? <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? Um, we can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible. All your premier podcast platforms. Um, we also could be found on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we're to have two sh- international shout outs this week. Uh, one is Newcastle, Australia. Newcastle is a little north of um, Sydney. It's uh, got a beautiful beaches that are all linked together with a thing called Bathers Way, a little coastal walkway between Nobby's Beach and uh, Merryweather Beach also has a place called the Bogey Holes, a convict-built ocean bath there during the colonial period you can check out. And our other place is Lenzhou, China. Lenzhou is part of the Silk Road, um, also has a Waterwheel Expo Garden and Yellow River Mother Sculpture. And our last shout-out is going to be to Jason Mraz, local guy who's a musician, of course, and an avocado farmer. He's over from Mechanicsville. He's made it to week nine of Dancing with the Stars. Boo. He got a perfect score last week. Cheating. No cheating involved. Anyway, <laughs> giving y'all a big round of applause. Go, Jason. All right. To watch Dancing with the Stars, you need alcohol, and we have plenty of that here on the back porch. Right now, I'm feeling a bit overworked and under-intoxicated, so I'm going to fix that with several glasses of 12-year-old scotch. Looks like it's Glen Fittage today. I like the Glens. Kat, what you got? I'm trying a new drink for me today. It's using a screwball peanut butter whiskey. It's a... Peanut butter cup cocktail. It's pretty good. If you like Reese's peanut butter cup. And you do. I love them. It's probably my favorite candy. It's a great wrappers everywhere. <laughs> What's it called? Peanut butter cup. Wow. And you got one spiked on the rim of the glass. A little decoration. Oh, sounds sweet like you, babe. Anyway, if you want to try it, it's uh, two ounces of the screwball, two ounces of the dark cocoa de creme and then however much milk you want like maybe four ounces of milk i can't wait to taste the screwball i'm a uh, big bourbon guy as most of you know by now and that's okay um (laughs) i just want to taste it straight out of the bottle and see how we've ruined bourbon by adding some kind of peanut butter to it all right today (laughs) we're gonna take a look at trying to put up with a neighbor who will not stop being a jerk. What brought this on was this show I catch on Direct TV. It's on channel 285. What's it called? Investigation Digest Discovery. Discovery. Okay. Investigation Discovery. 
The show's called Fear Thy Neighbor. Might have mentioned it in a podcast before. I don't know. It's just, you know, we're going to talk about people who live in a situation in their neighborhood or an apartment building, wherever, and you're trying to avoid confrontation just daily with this neighbor who's just hard to get along with. You know, it's got to be a pretty shitty way to live just looking over your shoulder constantly trying to avoid someone who clearly doesn't like you and you don't care for them either. Now, we've kind of been lucky. Me and Kat have been lucky having good neighbors. Um, the great thing about where we're at now is we don't have any neighbors, which Other is perfect. Because Bambi and... Um, Kind of hard to get along with. The foxes and <laughs> the deer that are being shot. <laughs> it's deer season. Boom! The question is, you know, how did it get to this, right, to start with? The dust up. What, what, what started the problem with the neighbor? Now, here's a scenario that kind of shows up constantly, and it's... The new guy pops in town, right? Right. And everybody's kind of setting their ways, and here comes new dude. And who just who just bought the Cleavers house? I don't know. And every neighborhood seems to have that busybody, right? The nosy one, and they're gonna go welcome the new neighbor over, and you know, come on over, we're gonna have a cookout, this and that, you know. And then it doesn't take long for things to heat up. Now. One major problem that seems to get things stirred up between neighbors is a dog. Or maybe even a cat. You know, look. There was one this past year. It's on whatever, TikTok. The cat is going over to the neighbor's house. The, for, the owner is really mad. Why is my cat going over your house? And They're I was, feeding it. I have no idea. Just uh. likes hanging out at my house. Right. Cats are tricky. <laughs> but, you know, today, look, everybody's got a dog, don't they? I mean, more, there's more and more dog owners, which is great. You know, if you have the resources to go to your local animal shelter and rescue a dog or a cat or whatever, then do it. Tons of people are doing it, and it's great. But there are tons of people who are not pet friendly, okay? And... They'll find any little reason to bitch and complain about your dog or cat. No, the first house we lived in, the houses were kind of close together. Everybody got along, no issues. I think I mentioned this before when we were talking about animals on a podcast the way back. Went and got a little dog from the shelter, had like a little pen, a little dog house on the side of the house, and... Thought he was going to stay outside. Oh, okay. So here comes the neighbor. Oh, y'all got a dog. And they're coming at me because the dog was howling. So it was no big deal. Didn't get into it. We, you know, the dog slept inside. Jake was a very happy dog and a great dog. But I think he had a great life. I'm just bringing up the point that, you know, the dogs will start a problem. And, Sometimes it's the dog owner's fault, okay? If you're letting 
you know, Flippy run free through the neighborhood. And he's tugging at trash, shitting in people's yards. You know, it, it can be a problem. You know, some people are actually scared of dogs. I started off my life scared of dogs. Now I walk through the woods amongst bears, and I don't care. I don't do it a gun or anything. But the fear thing, it started with me. My grandparents had a little chihuahua, and that joker was just teeth and a tail. That's all it was. And I went over my grandparents a thousand times, and that joker nipped at me every time I walked in that house because he was just a little mean-ass chihuahua. So, again, some people are just not pet friendly and there's going to be a problem, especially like out in country areas where there's a hunting dog issue or multiple hunting dogs (laughs) that are on the prowl. I'm going to tell you a story. A guy I know moved from another state here to Virginia It's on this little country road, bought a house. The houses are all separated. They're not right on top of one another. Perfect setup. Him and his girl move in there. Three o'clock in the morning. They were like, what the hell is this? Next day, dude gets up. He goes looking around. There's not a house right beside him. It's just like a lot. And he looks over there. And it's 16 hunting dogs in a kennel. (laughs) Okay. So he investigates and the dude who owns the dogs doesn't live. He's smart. He doesn't live on the property where his 16 hunting dogs are, but they're right there. Now, when dude was telling me the story, I was like, well, you know, you moved out in the country. There's, you know, people have hunting dogs out here. There's things. Just, just get over it. Sounds in the country you have to get used to dogs and yeah. guns. Yeah, but dude brought his phone into my office and hit, and had recorded the dogs barking. And when he played, and he's in his house, and he hit the play button, and I swear it sounded like twenty dogs were in his dining room. Oh my I god! I mean, it's it's that freaking bad. And again, dude didn't know. He just. Bought a, bought a house out in the woods, moved in, everything's cool, and all of a sudden, there's an issue. And there's a major issue with that. I'm not going to get into it. And, and here's another thing. You live in a rural area. It's guns, okay? That starts problems with neighbors. On Fear Thy Neighbor, the guns are a big problem. Because people get mowed down at the end at that show. Usually. Most of the time, there's popping. But, again, out here where we are, it's you're going to hear it, okay? It's People are hunting. People bought pistols when, you know, everybody said Barack Obama's going to take a gun. So everybody ran out and bought a gun. So it's pop, 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 pop. And it... I'm not against guns. I I go shoot clays every once in a while. I'm not an anti-gun guy. But, but some of these idiots around here, they're like blasting away on Sunday morning 
Right. It's 7.30. I mean, come on, Nothing dude. Nothing like the guy with the AR-15. I need some target practice. For I what? Mean, what are you targeting with that? Don't be stupid. Is there a Walmart down the road you're going to get? I mean, some of them are just... The other thing is they're blasting away in the afternoon during deer season. I don't hunt deer. I, I don't have a dog in the fire. I don't care. See. But, but we got dudes out here trying to hunt. And you're just bam, bam, bam at your little target, dude. Pick a time and spot that's People right. Like me, that grew up out here, know that there's a dirt certain time of year you don't really go blasting off guns. There are people that moved here that whatever their Second Amendment rights that they cherish have don't have a clue. I moved to the country. I'm gonna go blast off guns. So they have no clue. Hello, dude. We're trying to hunt over here. It's 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 so lame. Now on the show. Fear thy neighbor. They had a great story. Uh, this this guy, couple retired, wanted to move to the country, buy a house, move in, grab a glass of iced tea, go sit on the front porch. And then what? Boom, boom, boom. Dude across the road, hammering. Just hammering. Now, spent their savings, retired, Old couple out in the country, just going to chill it. And this dude is like hammering her way. So the retired guy goes across the street to see what all the shooting's about. Well, the guy across the street, right, has got a little mini gun range behind his house. And, and now it's on, right? And the more the neighbor complained, the more the dude just jacked it up. Right. Then he started shooting at night just, just to piss the guy off. And next thing you know... Old dude got gunned down in the street. And it's it's ridiculous. You know, maybe, you know, we could have just a little more, be a little more courteous and, and, and shoot your guns, uh, whatever. The middle of the day. Um, yeah, I don't get this. This We, we got dudes shooting. sunset I every night. Also, <laughs> hey, it's sunset. Look at this beautiful sunset. Let me go blow my guns. The, the ones that kill me are like 7 in the morning on the weekends. I just, I, I got nothing else to do. My rights aren't good today. I'm going to blast a little something. Nothing. And as we mentioned just a little while ago about everybody, you know, Going to get a dog last few years. A lot of people taking a fancy to purchasing a gun over the last few years. And, and here you go. Dog, guns, two of the biggest reasons people are going at each other. And, and believe it or not, <laughs> fear thy neighbor, snow is an issue to, to, to throw punches. Snow <laughs> seems to be a major issue. Now, I watched one of the shows on Feel That Name, and dude got mowed down for shoveling his snow into onto his neighbor's property. You know, have you ever seen blood-stained snow? No, oh, it's not pretty. Oh, it's, it's, not, it's a whole lot of Fargo going on there. <laughs> and think about it. You know, you're just out there shoveling snow out of your driveway like into the road right and then dude comes over he's like man you're blocking my drive so then he starts throwing the shit back on you and next thing you know we got guns and we're going at it in the freaking snow i don't know it's just it, it, it all gets so out of hand so quick 
Now, I, we lived in a townhouse. What was it years ago? Yes, thirty some years ago. And we didn't. Ha- we had neighbors right on top of us, but really no issues. No. But no. I lived in a townhouse before I met you, and the neighbors would crank up the music at like two o'clock in the morning. Just do 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 do. I'm working shift work, trying to, trying to get a wink. Maybe he worked shift work, and that's why he was Crank up at two up. o'clock in the morning. It was, and it wasn't on the weekend. It was constant. You know, I didn't, I didn't get it into it. There was no squabble, none of that. I just, I let it go, mainly because I didn't want to get shot. That's I mean, at the townhouse thing, I was on the what the board or whatever thing for that. Right. It was interesting. Some of the complaints you would get, like. They left their bathing suits outside drying. Like, who cares? It's oh, a bathing no. suit. Or the at, the at the community we lived at before after that, it was you know it was really stupid stuff. Like they didn't pick up their leaves the way they should have. Or HOA, HOA all the time. <laughs> On your ass. You know, here's another one that gets it fired up: is the uh, property line. You know. Don't oh. plant your bushes there. Oh, we have Don't problems. put your fence up there. You know, that usually ends up bad. It's on your property, but right. the neighbor's bitching because it's right on the property line and they don't want the fence or the flowers or the bushes or whatever the hell you're doing. They're going to try to tell you what to do with your property. And then we got the cops being called. And that's the other thing that happens on this when neighbors start getting into it. The cops know exactly where they're going when the call comes in because it's constant. Right. One of them's bitching about the other one and they don't really, they never do anything, you know, cause it's just, he said, she said bullshit. Lawyers, cops going to court. It happens. You know, if you unfortunately, you know, end up in this situation with a nasty neighbor, it it, does, it sucks. It affects your whole life. You know, when you walk it, out the door, you're like, where is this ass at? You've done a solid eight hours. You come home from work. You're just trying to relax. And, right. oh, no. Yeah. What have I got to deal with when I come home? Right. You're just spending every day trying to avoid them. You know, we hope nobody out there listening has a situation. And, uh, you know, as the saying goes, can't we all just get along? All right, let's roll right into one tough son of a bitch. All right. With the sorry-ass NFL season, probably three-quarters of the way done by the time y'all get this one, we're going we're gonna to do Jack Lambert. And if you don't know who he is, eh, you might be young, dude. 70 years old from, it's somewhere in Ohio. Manua? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't know how to say it either. No clue. All right. I, Jack he, he, is still going. He didn't going. go to Kent State. I can say that. Okay. Jack Lambert, Pittsburgh fan knows who he is. Just one of the greatest linebackers to ever play the game. Number 58. Part play, of the Steel Curtain? Right. 11 years for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, not only was he mean, that joker looked mean. I remember he was uh, missing some teeth. Oh, yeah. He was pretty much a toothless smile. <laughs> he looked like but he had a, a reputation player. for being 
humble, respectful off the field. So Yeah, uh, but on the field, you knew his ass was out there. Evidently, he took an elbow playing high school basketball that took out his four front teeth. So he had one of those, like, removable partials. Right. So he would take that out before the game. Smart. You don't, you don't want to lose more teeth. Plus, it made him look like a maniac. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you, that dude, when he hit your ass, you knew you got hit. Uh, the Steelers' defense pretty much ruled in the 70s. Right. Uh, As my brother would know. Let's see. 1976, the Steelers started out with one win and four losses. They called a players-only meeting, and Jack Lambert told the team to get your shit together. And then they went out there and had four shutouts in a row, only gave up two touchdowns in a nine-game span. Jack uh, Lambert and the Steelers won four Super Bowls. And, of course, he's inducted into the National Football Hall of Fame. And that makes Jack Lambert, and he was, one tough son of a bitch. Are we still watching stuff? We're watching things, because we can. Um, This one I just started. I'm only in, like, episode one and a half, but so far it's pretty good. It's called A Murder at the End of the World. It's supposed to be on FX, but I couldn't find it on FX, but you can watch it on Hulu. Um, It's about this... Gen Z amateur sleuth, kind of an Agatha Christie type writer, tech savvy chick named Darby Hart. She goes out to this like, like originally the show was called the Retreat. It's like a retreat, and like the main guy who's brought them all out there is like this billionaire, cl- played by Clive Owen, and he's got you know some traits I would call. Kind of dodgy. Who's the guy who owns Tesla? Elon. Elon. He's got some Elon traits. Like he's got a a wife with. I'm smarter than you. Right. And they're just all forward thinking people and they're there for this retreat and to learn stuff. And then it starts out there's a murder. It's her old boyfriend from back in the day who's a sculptor now. And he's an artist, and all of a sudden he turns up dead. And then that's how everything starts. And now we're trying to see a who, it's a whodunit. Right, it's a whodunit. What's it's it called? Really, can I, it's a murder at the end of the world. Anyway, it's, and of course they find this really cool place. It's hard to get, and they can't use their phones. It's like in the middle of Iceland, and snow everywhere. Anyway, so far it's pretty good. And it's pretty well acted. I've been a big fan of Emma Corwin back when she was on The Crown, and I've always been a fan of Clive Owen. So anyway, so far it's been pretty good. It's got a lot of recommendations, and I think I'll continue to check it out. It's on Hulu? You can find it on Hulu, A Murder at the End of the World. A Murder at the End of the World. All right, speaking of weird shit, we're going to do a shot this week called Area 51 Shot. What's Area 51, Cat? It's a place where they test all the new gadgets out there. Oh, I thought it had something to do with UFOs. <laughs> and the place where they test the new gadgets also might be uh, a few UFOs there. I knew you would know. All right, this one's a little tricky. The Area 51 shot. In your shot glass, <sighs> add a half ounce of peach schnapps. 
Then pour in Medora, the melon liqueur. And now you're about three quarters of the way up. And then you top it off with Bailey's, Bailey's Irish cream. And then did we add a few drops of blue caracha? Yes, and grenadine. Okay. It, it looks pretty wild, the Area 51 shot. So we got schnapps, Medora, Bailey's, blue caracha. Curacao. Curacao, sorry. Caracha. We, we're making new shit up <laughs> every day. <laughs> Pronunciation matters. All right. I don't know about this shit on top. It looks good on the bottom. I think the Baileys, we've left that out. Let's see what we got. That some bitch is pretty good. Better than the alien brand Damn. One. That was pretty good. Like I said, takes a little work, but I think it's worth it. Give it a shot. The Area 51 shot. Thank you, Kat. Alcohol is bad. Mm, sometimes. Today, we were bumpered in with the band of the week called the Milk Carton Kids, formed in 2010 from Eagle Rock, California. California. The Milk Carton Kids are Kenneth Pattengale and Joey Ryan, and these dudes are ultra-talented. Voices blend perfectly. Uh, both very efficient on the guitar. Joey Ryan is a fan of the capo and can pick the hell out of an acoustic. Capo is like a little guitar dudes know what it is. You put it up there on, on the fret and it changes the octave of everything. He, he moves that thing way down low. I've never seen the capo way down on the fret where he puts it. And when this dude picks sometimes, it's almost like the guitar sounds like a mandolin. I mean, this dude is fucking jamming. Seven albums recorded so far by the Milk Carton Kids. And, uh, okay, Steve, how would you categorize this music? I don't want to call it folk music. No. Because it's, it is a little folk music, but it's... They've twisted it around. It's like the Punch Brothers, what they did to Bluegrass. They just twisted it in a knot. These guys kind of got their own thing going. You can hear a little bit of Fleet Foxes and a little Bluegrass in it. There's there's things there that sound familiar, but what would you call it? Okay. I looked at what they were calling it. And one thing they said, a throwback homage to a bygone era, even though they dust off occasional ly- lyrical reference to satchels and a wink maybe to Dylan's girl from a Northern County country. Right. Music is, has not been, okay. They were talking music has not only been a vestibule history, it's also the ability to time travel. I can go to a room with Carlos Gardel in Argentina in the 1930s and listen to what he did for an hour and that's all. In other words, they're sitting there saying music is not linear. You can take references from other things right. and make your own music, which is a, is a cool way to think, I think. The only thing I can tell you about the Milk Carton Kids is listen to it yourself. Go go to YouTube, pull them, watch them do it live. I what think it's got the a more show effect. We watched, they were in the cave there in Tennessee. I'm going to bring that up in a minute. Okay. All right. This year, well, yeah, they released I Only See the Moon, I believe. Mm-hmm. 
And their first, check it out, the first two albums they released, they put them out free of charge on their website. Very smart. They've toured with Old Crow Medicine Show, been on Austin City Limits, and Kat just mentioned it. We, we saw them on a show called The Cavern Sessions on public television. We were just sitting there bumping around the channels and found it. Now, The Cavern Sessions, th- this show is freaking incredible. Okay. The caverns are, where were they at? Tennessee? Tennessee. Okay. A- and somebody built a stage down amongst the stalagpipes, okay? I mean, it is cool looking as shit. Obviously, it's underground. They set up a stage, PA. There's seating there for the audience. Obviously, the the acoustics have got to be wonderful. Oh, the sound was incredible. And and we didn't know who the hell the milk carton kids were. And we just sat there, and it was one of those, my jaw dropped again. I was like, what the hell? I mean, it was freaking, they are the real deal. You know, again, I don't want to call it folk, but there's some folk in there. When the Milk Carton Kids started playing, we just, like, just stared at it. Like, damn, these two dudes with two acoustic guitars are getting after it. Um, They've been nominated for Grammys, and they're all over the Americana Music Awards each year. Uh, Check out the Milk Carton Kids, wherever you get your music. I want to thank everybody for hanging out on the back porch. And we will see you all down the road. See ya. In a Everywhere we go, we are the child of where we came. Itty bitty little baby. Cry with all your might. Darkened by the daytime in a city full of lights. Mind to insurrection, but in battle all the same. Everywhere we go.